This podcast is sponsored by the Palo Alto Brewing Company. Since 2009, the Palo Alto Brewing Company has offered a wide variety of brews for beer lovers all over the Bay Area. Ranging from the classic hoppy ending pale ale to a limited release bourbon barrel barley wine called Honest Gellis. Other favorites include Atlas, a West Coast style double IPA, the Hostage Rye IPA, and their Barley Legal Coconut Porter. Look for all these beers and more at your local liquor and grocery stores around the Bay Area. The Palo Alto Brewing Company Taproom is located at 233 University Avenue in downtown Palo Alto, California. Open seven days a week. So come in, stop in for lunch for some delicious food, some great beers, and also check out the new, or look for the new release of the Baltic Porter. It's a sweet, robust, highly alcoholic porter. It's going to be delicious. And now, back to the show. Welcome to A Few Deep, a hangout podcast where a guest and I drink multiple styles of beer and talk about this, that, and the other thing. I'm your host, Joe Varga. So come on, let's get a drink. Happy Sunday, everybody. Hope everybody had a good week and a great weekend. Uh, My sister was out for the week. Um, so we did some random fun things with her. We went to uh, San Jose and went to the Winchester Mansion, which I've done before, which is actually super cool. Uh, we did it on Halloween by candlelight, um, which you know it's, it's different. Uh, they tr- obviously they try to scare you and have little people walking around, but it's super it's super fun. It's on a different level. But then when you do the day tour. It's another completely different animal. You get to go on the, the top and like look out of the balcony. And yeah, it's just a, it's a really cool old building and full of mystery and fun little things. It's crazy. Uh, so if you're ever in the San Jose area, you should check it out. Uh, also hit up like some dispensaries and, you know, check out stuff, stuff my sister hasn't done yet or seen. Um, spent some time at uh, Dolores Park, San Francisco, hung out there. Uh, did a lot of eating, a lot of drinking. Um, yeah, just checked out some random stuff that was fun. And we went to the Me First and Gimme Gimme's Christmas show at Slim's, which is awesome. It was a good time. They played a lot of fucking good hits, mostly covers. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was a real fun show. Uh, yeah, so this episode um, is the final one with Whitfield Crane, round two. We talked uh, a lot about stuff. Um, his new band, Yellow Cake. Uh, so check those guys out on Instagram and then uh, follow them on Instagram and check them out on YouTube. That's what I meant to say. Um, sounds sounds good. His uh, the new band sounds awesome. Like his vocal track is great. The the heavy heavy riffs sound fun. Like it's good band. Um, yeah, he has a great story at the end. I don't say great. It's uh, interesting. And crazy story uh, about how he almost went to prison for a very long time. So uh, so stay tuned to the end and check out that story. All right. Well, without further ado, here is the second round with Whitfield Crane from Ugly Kid Joe and Yellow Cake. Yeah.
Hey, hey, what's up? We're back with round two with Whitfield Crane and Will You. All right. And that was from your new band, Yellow Cake. Yeah. Yeah. Just sounds good. It's epic. Dude, I like it. Yeah. Sounds great. Thank your you. vocal tracks are amazing, dude. You got the voice of a fucking... Somebody, <laughs> That's, I got, yeah. I got a lot. I got a lot of people living inside me, I'll dude. <laughs> I mean, at first, like when I first heard Ugly Kid Joe, it reminded me of Sebastian Bach mixed with um, what's his name, Michael from uh, fucking um, uh, blanking on the fucking. Name. I'm blanking on names today. Uh, Angel Dust album, Faith No More. Huh. Faith No More, oh. uh, which. I love Faith No More. Faith No More is great. Me too. It was, um, just, it was just Michael Borden's birthday. Yeah. November 27th. And he's got these amazing voices. Like, yeah, yeah. his vocals go from, like, opera to fucking, like, metal. It's just in yeah. rap, yeah. you know, or something. Like, he's just... So, you you were, you guys sort of reminded me where you have all these elements inside of your, your, your vocal range that just, like, it kind of it just blows my mind, like, how crazy it goes. It's good. It's so good. Thanks. Man. Yeah. Um... So tell me about the Yellow Cake band then. What's uh, what's the deal with that? Yellow Cake is a band. I just lived in Australia for a year in Melbourne, Australia. <clears throat> and you're I, still alive. What's that? You're still alive. It's a good place. <laughs> no, it's, I got some from friends in San Francisco that are from uh, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. They they are living life. They are living life. Yeah, That's right. they're doing their thing. Yeah. I've never been yet, but I'm going. It's really neat. It's a good thing. It's a. It's, strangely, you know what? Like it's like. Uh, like like prime time television time. Like if you're in your apartment or whatever, you're watching. Like, oh, it's six p.m. I'm making some spaghetti. You look at television and guess what's on prime time? Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes on prime time network and, and in Australia and Mash. Yeah, like I'm like really. Like that's the shit that they're like. That's getting they, now. They've made it. They've just made it to Mash. <laughs> you're like you're behind, man. Yeah. Behind. Um, but not every show is worth you know. But you have those shows. It's epic. Right. So. Um, Yellow Cake. Yellow Cake is a band that was created uh, by my friend Jeff Curran. He's the guitar player in a, in, a, in a band called Dallas Frasca. Dallas Frasca is probably the most badass female vocalist I've seen live in 15, 20 years. She's okay. incredible. So I have not heard that. I connected uh, I connected with uh, the Dallas Frasca camp, um, and we're just hanging out a lot. And then Jeff Jeff Curran, the guitar player, he became like we're best friends. Like in Australia, mm-hmm. that's we hang out all day long. And um, he's a lefty. Nice. And uh, his he grew up in Queensland, uh, and his dad, uh, there was a, you know, a Gibson Flying V in the house. That's a right-handed guitar. And the dad said, look, this is the guitar of the house. Don't fuck with it. Don't fuck with the action. This is exactly what it is, and leave it be. And being a kid and not knowing any better, he's not, not don't restring it, don't mess with it. Right. So he plays uh, right-handed guitars left-handed as they are. So his attack on guitar and his love of the blues, he's not a braggy guy, but I can I can tell you how great he is. He'd never you'd never know until you see him play. Uh-huh. And so he's just this really he's a special human being in general. Like he's a neat guy, mm-hmm. right? Um, but equally as a guitar player, like I haven't heard those kinds of tones ever. So, for instance, Ugly Kid Joe took out Dallas Frasca twice in Europe, right? Okay. So, if we're, if we're, let's say Ugly Kid Joe does a So, you met them first, like, yeah. as that, yeah. Yeah, so, so let's say Ugly Kid Joe's done with their sound check. We're pretty quick. We're, we're, we're quick. And then we're backstage, you know, eating that bologna sandwich. Uh, and, uh, and get uh, that sandwich. And um, anyway, but you, what would happen? But you're off meat now, so you got yeah, peanut butter and jelly. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am off the meat now. 
Um, but what would happen, and it happened a lot of different times, whether we have other bands visiting us, whatever country we're in or state, whatever the fuck we're doing. But what would happen is during their sound checks, he, um, Dallas Frasca what, didn't have a bass player, so he played an octave pedal in Dallas. So in a sense, like he had to do both things, but their, right. their sound checks were so long that every every now and then he'd turn off the octave pedal and be a guitar player. Yeah. And when that happened, it wouldn't matter what you were talking about backstage or anybody, you would get hypnotized by these incredible sounds that he's making as a guitar player, just shredding with his eyes closed. So you'd everyone would leave what they're doing just to watch him do his thing. And he's not a show-off. He's not bragging. No, he's, he's just doing his he's, thing. He's a source player, like an antenna, like something was going on. Yeah. And so that said, and so then fast forward, I'm living in Australia. We're hanging out, thick as thieves, mm-hmm. staying up late. He has a little acoustic guitar called Little Blackie. He, he, it's magical guitar, Gibson, 1936 Gibson. Nice. And um, anyway, so we started talking about making making music. Like we should be in a band. We should do this and that, and you know, we'll make an acoustic record, whatever. And, um, do something fun, yeah. Whatever, whatever. So, but then, and but you, we, you know, I don't chase shit. Like, uh, I'm not. You let it come to you, and I, and I'll go for it. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll take the opportunity if it shows it. I'll, right then, I'll do it. I'm not scared to go jump off a cliff. But so there's a there's a in in St Kilda in Melbourne is an incredible studio, legendary studio called a Hot House Studios, and it has like the 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 soundboard that ACDC used for like like Power Age, yeah, right. And these guys and it had a, it had this beautiful dog named Juju. Who since had a doggy heaven, but like so we went in there and those guys were really excited. They're on their way. It's Wick Crane. They, they could just sing it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, we're thinking about doing this and that. And all we have is me and Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have a band. And they're all, we'll give you a free day. And we're all that sounds cool. But and then and the guy goes like this, Craig Harneth. He goes like he goes, but I'll give you a free day. But the drummer you have to use his name is Venom. And uh, and, and Jeff knew who he was, and I didn't know who he was. But this guy's pocket is, I mean, he's a super pro. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's just great. Yeah, like you don't have to worry about this dude. So we he's walked. Like, yeah. So we walked in and did it the first day, and then we decided to pay for three more days. And all the songs we made on our EP, the Yellow Cake EP, didn't exist. So we made the music right then and there, and they're all powerful, special songs. Okay. So so in and to, and if you've ever made you you know you're obviously a musician. Will Will's a musician. So yeah. to just walk in and think you're going to magically manifest songs is pretty it's ambitious. pretty slim <laughs> it, yeah, but but it, but it completely and utterly worked uh-huh well I, I imagine that being a guitar player whoever you got riffs and you got shit in your mind you're like i can i can bring that out yeah you might, I, you might like this check yeah. this out so so, so yeah so that happened and it turned out fantastic and we got ted jensen to master it who's the the king of all things like that and then the artwork is i mean this is the artwork look how rad this is Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's awesome. Those are my, my that's Roy Miorga's uh, daughter and uh, yeah. Jason Christopher's son. It's just great art. Yeah, no, that's super cool. And um, so anyway, so it all just kind of came together, and it is together. And we just, and you know, you, my mom says you create your own luck, and I believe that. I, I didn't used to well. believe that. I used to think everything just magically happened, but no, she's just she's on the look. You actually do actions to make shit happen. You know? Yeah, yeah, you do. And, you pra- have to. And, and prayers are cool, right? But yeah, but no, the, you have to. Even the Dalai Lama is like, dude, you got to go do it. You got to, yeah, you have to, you yeah. have to go after it, too, right. you know. So you can't just sit on your ass and be like, it's gonna come to me. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes, but you know, not really. But not if you're no, if you're a nobody, no. So, so what do I do? So on this. On these last two tours, we just like we could just just did two European tours, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one started uh, what was it, April sixteenth in the, the UK, and ended up in Paris on May fifth. And the other one started uh, um, August twenty eighth in Portugal, and ended up uh, September twenty second in Eindhoven. On both those legs, 
Yeah. I had Yellow Cape open up for Ugly Kid Joe. So That's fun. <laughs> you get to say, you're like, I'm, I'm busy today. <laughs> no, but I was busy. No, that's what I'm saying. And so, so, but imagine how fun this is. And plus, my guys are beautiful. Like, like that's ambitious. And you could, you could have one, you could have a player that's like, dude, fuck you. That's, Absolutely, you're yeah. Gonna, that, that's, I, I would understand it. But everyone was like, that's great, dude. We'll help you. What can we do? And Man, you got a good family right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Really beautiful people. Yeah. Um, and so, what do we do? Which is like super smart. The, 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 the drum tech is this guy named Tashi from uh, uh, Japan. He's incredibly, he's a special guy. Uh-huh. And he is not only the drum tech, but he's a bass player. Okay. So, guess who the bass player for Yellow Cake was? Tashi. Yeah. And guess who the drummer for Yellow Cake was? The drummer for Ugly Kid Joe. So everyone was cool. Uh, everyone was helpful. The only variable as far as, because, you know, you want your space on tour on the tour bus. Mm-hmm. The only difference was Jeff Curran, the guitar player. And he's this big. He's a little dude. So it was just joyous. It was ambitious. And we found our legs. You know, it's a new band. Yeah. And, uh, and so we, you know, we, we had part of the run was a yellow cake opening up and Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons and other good jokes because you'd want to be at rest. Right, right. So, you know. I'm really excited about the band. It's in this time, you know, for your listeners, if you're trying to start a band, it's tough to get it going. It's yeah. to, to get a band, even if it's great, right? To get people to agree to go grind it out and tour and whatever. So it was very fortuitous that the, that the guys, my guys and the techs and everyone like was like, yeah, we'll help you. You know, I mean, even now, I mean, today's like grind is like probably even a lot harder than it used to be as a grind, you know, because yeah. you I feel like, you know, I think back in the day, I, which, like I said, expectations, yeah. I think everybody had their expectations of like, it's we can achieve something here yeah. now. And then once like the Internet started kind of taking over now, it's kind of like yeah. almost a letdown to where like you got to really love music to be in it. Because if you don't have a love and a passion, you fuck, there's the door, dude, because you're gone. I totally agree with you. On the one side of it, from a commerce side, and dude, we work fucking hard. We should be paid. Absolutely. And that's what I want. I want you to be paid. But you're not going to, you're not getting paid again. That's not going to happen. So on on that side, it's frustrating for the artist, right? Because Mm -hmm. what does it mean if you're not going to get paid? It means that no one's buying your music. Why is that? Just because of the computer, pretty much. Because they're getting it for free. And so that said, there's no financial infrastructure for a label to even push a band. Yeah, because no one's buying their widgets. No one's buying, yeah, right. So that said, but back to your back to what you said, and to celebrate what you said, because I agree with you, and of course I'm an optimist. Is so I went through the thing. We sold six million records. We did the whole thing, and I, it was the mm-hmm. first time in my life politically I wasn't to call people. I wasn't allowed to call people out. Yeah, because people were full of shit all around me. Mm-hmm. And partly, part of me was also greedy because I wanted to keep going. So it was this weird yeah. space. But I remember being like, "Ah, oh, man," you know. And yeah. then, now I know how to negotiate it just fine now at age fifty. But nevertheless, here's the thing: all those vampirian type people, which have their place, that mm-hmm. want to make money, and of course, money like art and money is a funny mix. Absolutely. Um, but I feel like art never made money until like. You were in the seventies, right. as a rock, or maybe the maybe El, maybe been, Elvis made that money. Would, that would have been funny, but but anyway, here's 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 the thing that I think mirrors what you just said. So, the fact that there's no blood to be gained really at a macro in this game anymore, they've gone to different pastures. So, just as you said, you really have to love it. That would mean if you're a manager or if you're whatever. You know, we mm-hmm. talked about clubs earlier. Clubs are closing down or whatever. But right. to hold on to so the people in you know I'm an idealist, right? I, yeah. I want it all. That you know, I want to see what I want to see. But the people that are left doing this shit, including myself, absolutely, I do love it. So the thing and I can of, see that. I can hear that in your voice. So the thing, the thing about the thing about it all, he or she, it's sure it's still you know touring is touring is where it's at. But like, so the people that are left that are helping, you know, love music. 
So, and then, and that's, you know, not every one of them, but statistically, I would have to think far more than was. Yeah. And I think even to hold, I mean, you, you got to keep it going too. Like with the venues and stuff, it's like the club owner has to just love having live bands. Yeah. Right. And the fucking people love it. The people still love it. Yeah. It's not about people don't love it. Right. This uh, technology of, uh, I'm going to say, it's a speed bump yeah. in the world and people got to realize or maybe even a, a hurdle of how to get over that yeah. and still be able to do rock and roll yeah. or shows yeah. and sell out shows and yeah. keep people interested because people are still interested. They just can get shit for free and that's fucking everybody's way of being like, well, why would I, why do I have to support that band? I'm just going to get it for free anyway. Well, remember when we were kids, we would go to, Remember, remember somebody yeah, has the Rush, record store? No, somebody would have Rush twenty one twelve, and you'd tape it. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's even though that's a that's a micro to the macro we're yeah. talking about. I would put the shit I, in I, my. I made plenty of tapes. So my yeah. first tape, my uncle made me was Metallica and Anthrax mix. Nice. He put hard work into that because it was back and forth. You know, yeah. it was like seek and destroy, fucking Anthrax, this Metallica. It was just nice. down, 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 down. And I was like, it's my favorite tape ever. So I just listened to it constantly. It was yeah. like he put. So I, much time into a mixed tape. I, I like, me. well, that's like a chef, right? That's like a chef. Absolutely. If the chef puts love into the food and the server wants you to have a good experience, if that chain is like righteous and loving, and the, yeah. even the animal was brought up and slaughtered in a good way or whatever, absolutely, it tastes better. It does. If people don't care, then they don't care. Look, you don't have to. There's care. McDonald's for you. Yeah. You McDonald's, know, McDonald's is exactly like cocaine. Any of those fast food chains for you sure, like I mean? KFC, you do, you McDonald's. Do, you do a bunch of McDonald's, you're like, mm, this is awesome. Yeah. You're all high, and then all of a sudden you feel like... Crashed. <laughs> you're like, oh, somebody idea. died. I haven't had fast food in like 15 years. Taco Bell, dude. Fuck Taco Bell, Come dude. on. Dude, I'm, I'm in the mecca of Spanish culture of the best tacos of all time. Where? I'm not going to Taco Where Bell. Where do you go get your tacos, Taco Guy? Three Brothers right there. Really? Where's that? Right next to 7-Eleven right there. Really? It's they have the best them. burritos, the best tacos, like... Really? By a real family that really could Did you know that? Him. Did you know about that, Will? I did not. not Dude, it's right now. there. It's right there. Three, Three brothers. brothers. It's yeah. all time? All the time. Let's talk about corn tortillas. Dude. Look at me. That's what I'm talking Don't about. Don't lie to me. Don't make lies right now. I'm not... I'm, you tell the truth. Laura only eats corn tortillas. The corn tortillas done right? Yeah. Oh, Lord. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. Yeah. This fan, Like I said, the family's legit. So you're saying that Three Brothers is better than Taco Bell? Well, yes, and authentic. You know, it's yeah. not like you're getting a bunch of white people working at a wannabe Mexican ground yeah. beef. Like, it's not ground beef, man. It's fucking carnitas. It's carnitas. We're getting fucking, we're getting this good stuff here, man. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to Three Brothers, dude. Dude. Do they have beers in there? They do have beers. Well, they have Mexican beers, I would think. Well, they they have some. I think they had, uh, what are they, Soul and some other. Modelo. Modelo. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Modelo in a bottle. Yeah, but in bottle. Everything's in bottle. So yeah, they have no taps. It's just ever a had Dos Equis on. You ever, here's the beers. Of the great, here's the great beers, right? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay, so Modelo on tap, Dos Equis on tap, Kieran on tap, and Sapporo on tap. Those are some good. Sapporo beers. would be great on tap. I've never had Sapporo on tap. I've had always the can. Uh-huh. Um, I've had so many great beers since I'm in the beer world. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to say. There's some great beers in California right now that are just killing. But you like those sandwich beers, huh? No, no, these these are lagers. Well, this one's a brown ale, but like this is a fucking crisp ass lager I just had, uh, and the Colt style, dude, like that one. Uh, that's from San Jose, man. That the, that's from New World Ales. 
a great brewery. Their can art is ridiculous. They do stupid shit, but you know, with this air Kolsch thing. But yeah, dude, it's 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 um people buy these beers and fucking store them. Like there's it's a weird the beer world is crazy right now. Like it's, almost like a almost like um toys that you don't ever take out of the package. Yeah. yeah. They're like, dude, I got this uh, I was, 2009 I was Parabola. in um I was in a uh I stayed after the tour this last tour we stayed in Eindhoven in uh, in Netherlands. Mhm. And we found a bar, I forget what it was called, but it had 999 different beers. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a lot. And it was, I mean, some of the beers were gross, but it was like, yeah, we, of course, we made friends with the owner. Yeah. Thus had the key to the bar. Yeah. You know how it goes. No, dude, it's, I went to Ireland and, and they, they lock you in. It, it was right. just kind of fun, you know, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. You're, yeah. I did the, I did a, a musical pub crawl and they like would, like, you know, had in these Dublin? guys. Yeah, in Dublin. Yeah, I know Dublin. Dude. Probably one of the best times I've ever had in my life. T- Dublin's interesting because, like, if you're ever worried about your alcohol consumption, go to Dublin. Because you're going to drink more. No, but you just, you're not the bad guy. You're not, well, you're not worried. You're just like, everybody else is drinking. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. I've consumed so many, uh, yours probably as well. Like, yeah. how many beers have you consumed in your life? You're like, whatever. It's going to hurt me, but maybe it's not going to hurt me. It's not know. hurting you right now, right? I think it's good to sleep. I like sleeping too. Sleeping is good. Yeah. No beers. I like light beer. I like beers where you can drink a bunch of beers. I don't understand the uh, the sandwich type beers, those big, thick microbrewery. Look, if, if you like those beers, uh, good for you. I'm happy for you, whoever you are. But I got to say, I think they're gross. Well, it's a different, uh, depending on what it is, you know what I mean? Like, it's a different world of beer because um, it's an acquired taste for, like, pale ales or IPAs. Look at my face. Or, yeah, it's just like. No. But that was kind of, like, why I got some of these beers, because I knew. I know what kind of beer you drink already That's by right. only meeting you twice. You know what I mean? I already know people. Like, it's Wait, easy. You want to drink... And listen, let's just say I'm an extremist a bit, right? Yeah. So here's the gig, dude. You want to drink, like, a lot of beers, and you can't drink 95. Well, you got to look for the percentage in the ABV. So, right? It's like, you could have... So, Guinness, why, you know... Why Guinness you, has the least amount of alcohol. Exactly. It's 3-5. I've, I've won bets on that. Yeah. I can drink... I drank in Dublin on the one night, 15 at least, Guinness. You should drink Guinness. It's like I had to shit my pants, but dude, I fucking, I drank them all. You know what I mean? I was like, ah. And still not wasted as I would have drank like three beers here or in Belgium. You go to Belgium, fucking shit's like 10%. Don't drink those Duval beers. Don't do it. Dude, I blacked out. That's exactly right. You black out. I I had 10 done. I I thought I could be that dude. Yeah. 92. And I was like, I'll do that. They put it in the magic chalice. (laughs) Yeah. I'm all, this is on. And it gives you like a dark grumpy almost belligerent high and i'm not yes. i'm not that guy I don't no want, no you're I don't, not you never seem like that guy no no, no i'm know. not that guy but yeah. that, that beer i was like oh yeah and i made the mistake of, like here's one thing you shouldn't do typically is daytime drinking It'll you should it. sometimes not really if you're you gotta prepare for it though yeah you're like listen we're day drinking today we're gonna get a good buzz we're going to sleep early uh, right we're gonna pass out at eight o'clock if only it went that way <laughs> that's cool you, I need like a, that. you need a day off you know you can't be like i have night plans i Sometimes I don't want night plans, you know. I like that. I yeah. like how you roll. You seem very methodical. I like it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty easy going. I, I I love a lot of things, you know. Some things don't, you know. Let's talk about the black cat that we're not allowed to see. Oh, so I well, okay. So I hate. I, I used to dislike cats. I don't want to use the word hate. It's weird. Yeah. I had a lot of bad experiences with cats, just like scratching the shit out of you, like yeah, cats. you know, b- yeah, being very just. I'm not a cat person. I love right. dogs. Me too. You know. Yeah. Um, Laura loves all animals. So, you know, I'm like, okay. She's like, we got to get a cat at least. Because dog here is really hard. Sure. Um, she has a dog. It keeps at her mom's house. So it kind of like, it, it's very uh, anxious. Uh, it'll bark the entire time. What's the black cat's name? 
Helena. Helena. We call her Bena. So those, what's the, what's the, the, the fat ones they want? Guapo? Gordo. 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 He's eating, Cause he eats everything. He's, yeah. <laughs> El Guapo. He's, he's handsome for sure. Gordo. <laughs> the El Guapo. And then what's the other one's name? H? Uh, Helena. And she's cool if you know her. So yeah, if you know her, like, she, like, I met her because we rescued them. So they're oh, both, they're both wow. rescues. Nice. So we went to the shelter and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to like feel them out. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Put my hand. You go, you go in the cage or whatever. Like it's a big, you know, nine by nine or, you know, some good, all these cats are around. Mm-hmm. And so Helena was just sitting there, just chill. And I just went up there. I put, I just put my finger by her. So she smells me. Yeah. She rubs up against it and rolls over. Mm-hmm. So I scratch her belly. Nice. And I was like, this is my cat right here. Oh, wow. Instant. That's Instantly cool. my cat. That's nice. I was like, she is, wants the best love. And I don't even know why. Me uh-huh. and her already vibe. We're like, we're like a spiritual animal together. That's cool. It's your spirit animal. Yeah. So she's like my favorite cat of all time. Oh, nice. And we got Gordo just kind of recently, like a few months I ago. I like Gordo. I like it because yeah. he likes to He's eat. He's friendly. He's a... Uh, yeah, he likes to eat and he likes to jump on you. He looks really clean. He's very clean and he uh you know what I mean like he looks like 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 a like like a clean like a movie, oh, yeah. like a movie star cat. Yeah, yeah. He's he's very he, he cleans himself all day. Uh but he, he's like he gets like when you're sleeping, he'll jump up on you mm-hmm. and like rub his face into your face and really just purr and get in there. It's nice. like it's a weird thing with the cats now. Like it's just uh now I fucking love them. They're That's they're good. adorable, they, and they get along with me, and they don't scratch or bite. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. My friend, uh, my friend Jimena has a has a husband. His name's Chris, and um, so they, you know, they were like, "Let's get some dogs." And he was like, "This." He's like, "I don't want." He, he has a house full of kids, and uh, yeah. he's like, "I don't want dogs." Yeah. And push comes to shove, his daughter bought a dog anyway, and then <laughs> and, and being a being being you know a younger a young lady, she yeah. she couldn't take the responsibility of the dog, she, so she kind of just left it at the and all of a sudden. The dad's like, it's his best friend. And then they got another dog. And there's, yeah. there's little muddy dogs. Mm-hmm. But he's so overjoyed that these are his friends. That, exactly. So, so it's just like, so like my mom's now 82. And I'm always all, you know, and I'm like, I can't just bring a dog and throw it at her. But no, no. I, in my mind, I'm like, she would be so much happier with the dog. And my mom's, you know, she's the boss. My yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Mom, my mom will know. And she'll give me the no-no, like yeah. the real no. Yeah. But I know in the back of my mind, it would be a really neat thing for her. But so it's interesting. And, and so that could be dogs or whatever. It's interesting the, the rules one would make in their head about what they like, what they don't. For you, it was cats. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute. I like cats. <laughs> well, so I got to make, you know, I got to make a compromise, right? So I'm like. But in the end, it wasn't even a compromise. No, no. In the end, it wasn't. See? But at first, it was. It was like, no. Right. That. Somebody mentions it, right? I'm like, right. no. I'm like, all right. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I got to. Yeah. Let me get the feel. Yeah. I got to feel. I got to feel it out. Yeah, if it's gonna be good, I'm gonna feel and uh, yeah, that's rad. So yeah, it was like I don't know. It was I have to vibe with people. It's like people, yeah. animals. Like yeah, I don't man, know. I feel course. like I get a good vibe. I used to be like a dog whisperer almost. People like wouldn't know how to train their dogs. I'm like down, sit, boom. You got that. Fuck you, you know what he's got? It. You know what he's got a little of him. He's got Sunny Mayo in him. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Sunny's <laughs> yeah. Sunny's a, uh, a dog whisperer. Yeah, yeah, he's a good one. It's yeah, it's uh. I wouldn't say that I'm that way, but it's just like, you know, I took control and like yeah. the dog would listen to me. Killer. But these girls were like f- fucking clueless of like how to take care of this dog or whatever. Yeah. To do. I'm like, dude, you need to like own that shit. You know, as soon as you know who's in, who's in control and don't let it run over like, and jump all over you, you got to like bring it down, you know, bring the vibe down and yeah, then man. talk to it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like you get good vibes, you know, and, you, and you'll feel it out. That's right. Yeah, definitely. Well, water finds its level. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so when did, when did Ugly Kid Joe decide to call it, and then you guys got back together, yeah? So you're touring now? 
we stopped making music. We stopped. Well, we finished a tour. What was that? December. Were you on that tour? Yeah. Uh, in December 1996, right? Yeah, December 96. And then I went to, I went, I found myself in London for Christmas, and then I went to India. And I rented this rad Portuguese mansion, and I brought my friend 5,000 with me. And uh, we got Enfield motorcycles, we're hanging out. And I called the guitar player Klaus off of like a, up, up like, a like a rice paddy dirt road, and you had a you had coin rupees. And was, yeah. So I called him, I'm like, dude, I have a fucking Portuguese mansion in Goa. Come here. Like, I wanted all my friends to come. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you should come here. It's epic, dude. Just endless cool chicks and people and parties and fire and drugs. It was killer, right? Yeah. And he goes, uh, he, he was really, you know, he's my, he's my best friend. And he goes, he goes, I, I, no, man. And he had this weird vocal tone. I go, well, okay. What's up? And he goes, I, I, I don't want to be in the band anymore. And I go, really, dude? Why? why? He goes, I, I, I don't want it. And I go, okay, well, I guess, so that's it. We're done, you know? And he goes, yeah, that's it. And I go, okay, but do you still want to come to India? And he goes, no. And it was, it was a heavy thing for him to say. He thought, you know, and it was lucky for me that I was in life, like vested in some adventure of life because I didn't have time to like be sad, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So then I went on and, and on and on with, with various things. I went to Australia. I ended up in life of agony. Uh, yeah, I was trying to find some Life of Agony stuff. Yeah. Uh, kind of hard to it's find it's, it's some stuff. Good. You can find Sentence of the Universe on there. Um, so then I was in Life of Agony for a year. Then I made a band called Medication. Which uh, I heard, which was pretty good. That was with uh, Rob, right? Uh, Robert Trejo? Uh, he was in it for or a second. Trejo? Uh, he was in it. There's, there's Logan Mader, myself, Roy Mayorga. Uh, Trejo was in it for a second. Yeah. Um, and then I did, then I moved, then that blew up my face. But fair enough, we made music at least. And then I moved back to Palo Alto, huh. and I was like, "Wow!" And it felt like it was all a dream that was over. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow!" And, I, and funny enough, and I was—I didn't ever complain, but once again, I think for anybody listening, if you have a skill set and you know you have it, and you don't have an outlet for that skill set, it feels really um, uh, damning. Like you know, like you're yeah. like, "Fuck!" I can finally do this at a really high tier, and I don't have a band. Yeah. And so, but then again, you also, for me, I, I just lived with my dreams. I was friends with Ozzy Osbourne. I met all of my heroes. Like, how can you turn that into a complaint? So it's a very strange and slippery slope. Of yeah. That. So anyway, I got to go see my nieces grow up and, you know, I partied and hung out and, you know, I was like, God, I'm back in Palo Alto where it all started and God, you know, and I was, you know, I wasn't pathetic, but I wasn't rad. No, Pal- and, I mean, Pal- no, no, I'm just saying, I, place, I, was talking, yeah. I was talking where I was at. Yeah, yeah. Then I got a call to be from Shannon Larkin, who's in a band called Godsmack. Yeah. And those guys were going to go make a record without the singer. They, and he, Shannon called me and said, Shannon was an ugly kid, Joe. He goes, hey, did you want to be in this band? I go, what do I have to do? He's done nothing. You're rad. You can be in the band. You want to come here next week and be in this band? <laughs> I go, yeah, that's perfect. Right when I needed something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I went and made, um, I went and sang in a band called uh, Another Animal, which, which is all the guys in Godsmack minus the singer. And it was killer experience. Yeah, listen to some of that. It was actually really good. No, it's a great record. Yeah, yeah. And then that band, where stories will leave out, uh, blew up in my face again. Which fine. I'm so pleased to get back on the pitch because I, I, I can kick the ball in the back of the net. And then push come to shove, uh, for whatever reason, all of a sudden, I, periodically, like this is 10, 12, 14 years in, I call Klaus. Then we're, we're just back to friends. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, dude, do you ever want to um, be, and you know what I was saying, so you just cut your bill, no. I'd be like, but what if you build no? And I'd be like, okay, so no? And he'd be like, no, as I just said it. No. Yeah. Did he, no. did he ever talk? Did he ever like give you like a, a reason why, like kind he, of a he, thing? Uh, his reason, which I didn't agree with, but, but I understand it. His reason was like, we had done everything a band could absolutely do. 
from a motorhome to soccer stadiums to you know all the experiences that you'd have within that theater. Um, and he he said, "There's nothing else to get out of it." And I'm all new songs, dude. And touring is passion. Rap. Yeah, so but he, for him, he's a German dude. He's like mm-hmm. he, he really felt and and who knows what else it represented because yeah. you got to remember when family the, maybe when, or you when, know when the, well when the um because remember when grunge came it killed everyone including oh, dude Nirvana killed everybody yeah so that the, but you so, guys were we're the last one to sneak through and surprisingly Aerosmith like like there's a couple of bands who's like was like we we went we went three like okay you guys are cool yeah like. But you know, Guns N' Roses, it killed everybody that was like good. Like yeah. it fucking destroyed yeah, yeah, yeah. metal, like yeah, of all. Yeah. And so, that, and so, yeah, exactly right. So like, that's another reason the band stopped because yeah. I think we're just realistic. Like, you know, like it was, you know, weird. And in a sense, when I think of this all in hindsight, which I do now, now I'm, you know, I'm functioning again. I'm, you know, I've got, I've got a thing called Orchestra of Doom. I lived in Italy and I sang in a 35 piece orchestra with Sabbath songs transposed to 15th century Baroque music. I'm, like I'm fucking creating music. Yeah, you're doing and, some shit. And doing it, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, the impetus to that or, or the reason that's a lot of that's happening is because I mean, Joe got back together, right? Right. So we got back together. We didn't know if anyone would give a fuck because it had been 15 years. Like, right. You know, and we're like, well, for whatever reason, we get back together. Yeah. One of the main reasons is because Dave Foreman, the guitar player, is like a, a crazy awesome producer. So we could just go do it. Yeah. So we do that, and people do want to see the band. So we've been touring since 2012. June 6, 2012, we played a show in the Underworld. We did a big festival run, and we were slaying it. Dude, that's great. It's killer. But You guys should. But here's the thing when I think about it, and it doesn't mean it's true, but I kind of feel my inference is this, is I think if grunge hadn't come, we were slated to be pretty massive, and I'm quite sure that that could have easily killed me because look how many other people have killed. Absolutely. So in a sense. Could have saved you, right? It, sort of, I, I think so. So when I, I think I was probably just good. I've talked to Lemmy for hours about this shit, and so in, in you know, for whatever reason, and it's you know whatever all it is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I was given just enough that I could handle, and then to, sure no one, sure you don't want to have it taken away, but it was taken away for a reason. Yeah, and then even within that challenge of like you know figuring out what my station is, will I ever sing again? And I thought that it was over, right? But never complained, but just was tortured about it. So now when I'm being creative now, whether it be Ugly Kid Joe or or um, Yellow Cake or whatever I'm doing, right? Uh-huh. I, I really get how transitory it all is and I'm really happy to do it. Like I get it. I get the, the trappings of it, why it could eat you, the myth of it. Yep. And and it's just a myth anyway. And I get the the main thing you want to be, and it took, it took me years to figure this out too. Of course, this once again comes through Lemmy, and um, and it, it, he 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 used this wording. He said, "You know, you're a working musician," and I was like, "Oh, it's that simple." Because I was like, "You know, I'm, I'll talk for hours." Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's a magic thing, and da da da. No, no. And that's really what what you want to be as a work. If you have a skill set, as I said before, <clears throat> you want to work. Absolutely. There's a great quote from. <sighs> Not the real Del Paxton, but in you ever see the movie with Tom Hanks? Um, Big? No, no, no. Where's the musicians? Um, um, oh, what the fuck is that movie called? Like I mean, said, I'm blanking on everything. Where he's like the producer and uh, the Wonders. Um, there's because it's, it's a one-hit wonder band. Okay. Um, what does he say? What's the quote? Everybody's gonna kill me with the the name of the fucking movie. But that's, um, that's right. You brain farted. Yeah. Um, so. The quote is uh, when he's taught their drummers, and he's like, he's like, man, I've been in many bands. Thing is, you got to keep on playing, no matter with who. 
That's right. Doesn't matter. You got to be on the pitch to score a goal. Got to do it. Just yeah. you love it, man. You got to play. That's who cares? Right. Who cares tough. with who? He's like bands come and go, man. Key is you just got to keep playing. That's exactly right. That's it. Yeah. You know, and I agree with that philosophy. It's you yeah. know, uh, you would love one band to just stick together like Metallica, Ozzy, yeah. or you know, it's sure. like. But that's not everybody. You know, it's everybody changes and their ideas change. And a band is not one person. It's universal. It's it's you know a bunch of people together with the, that philosophy of like dude we're fucking making music together we're, you know somehow when that first like first two ugly kid joe records came out there was like probably this awe of sensation of being like dude like when you fucking opened the first riff to like hate everything about you you're like dude it's fucking sick you know what i mean it's like you get that like excitement about it and you just want to keep hearing it yeah. And uh even like uh some of the the first songs that me and my friend when we were about 12 would cover or try to cover was Mr. Record Man. Oh nice. Fucking love that song. It's so <laughs> simple. Uh, it is. It's so simple but I was like one of the first to you know fifth songs I learned how to play and fucking he was all about it and we like just would play and you know I think it, there's something to a vibe and you just got to keep playing, you That's know, right. no matter with who. I agree. Yeah. And if you love it like you do, you know, you're doing, you're living a kind of like this traveling, loving life, yeah. you know, yeah. Backpack. backpacking. Yeah. Like minimalist, like, That's right. you know, I, and I, you know, I, I can relate to all that. Yeah. You know, you told I, me that I, the other night. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like yeah. it, it's something to that to, I think the most free or happy I ever felt was living out of a backpack. Yeah. Well, it, it, transitory behaviorals forced me to really be in the moments I'm in. Yeah. You know, with the people I meet. Mm-hmm. You, know, you meet people out there in the in the crossroads. Yeah. And you connect with them. Absolutely. And maybe you're not going to be best friends with them for the rest of your life, yeah. but you're, they're your bros for that week or month. Yeah. Or whatever. And, you, and you know consciously and subconsciously that, at least I feel I do, that, that this is not forever. So you're like, how are you? You're really present. Yes. And let's go do this thing. And you're like, and everyone's like, yeah. You know, I got, I got the, I got the thing called, it's, it's, it's my, it's called three blocks, three blocks from the beach, right? So let's say you and I have a, an apartment or a, a home and we live three blocks from the beach, a fantastic mm-hmm. beach. We live there, live there. Like that's where we live. Right. You might not go to the beach for six months because you could, right? Right. Cause you, it's right there. That's right. You, you go tomorrow. You're like, nah, we can go there. Right. Right. But if. Statue of Liberty if, feel if, for me. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you go rent that house for 10 days, like in, in, instead we all go together, you all chip in, you mean yeah. no. We chip in. It's the same house. It's, it's, Airbnb, it's Airbnb. Yeah. And we rent it for 10 days. We got a barbecue. We got beers. It's going to be fun. It's great weather and everything. Yeah. We go to the beach every day. Every day. So, <laughs> yeah. that, so I'm just, what I'm saying is when you're out there and you're not there forever, it forces me to be like, I'm going to the thing because it's right there. I mean, I think that might be a perfect analogy for it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's a, that's a great analogy because I, I lived, like I said, 45 minutes from New York City. Mm-hmm. I've never been to the Statue of Liberty. I lived there for thirty years. Yeah, I have not been to the Statue I went of Liberty. There. Yeah, I've never been there. My friend had to put. Like, I've seen it a bunch of times on the way fucking to work or who or to whatever. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never been there. It's because you. Could, I've never seen the Grand Canyon. I've never seen the Grand Canyon either, but I, I'm nowhere near that or right. have been. I guess. Yeah, I I'm, guess it's important to take care of your take advantage of your station if you want to. 
Like, if there's any part of you that wants to go do something, as we said before, if you're going to go to the gym, go. You're right. <laughs> That's kind of thing. And I've been to Alcatraz twice. Yeah, Alcatraz is neat. Did you go there when there was that uh, when there was that that exhibit of all the people that um that were that they're, they're jailed? Oh, oh, way? oh, yeah. That with the um the the heads with the well, they made like mannequins out of it. Like when they put the the heads and the guys yeah. who escaped. No, no. This was uh this was um. There's there's a bunch of people that are around the world that are unjustly jailed around the world, and there was a full art exhibit, and you could write postcards that were from it was okay. amazing. Like it was art all over. It was, oh no, I, yeah, I didn't go I to mean, that. It was fantastic, and no. then and then you could write on postcards to the. It had all the different like people's storylines that were unjustly jailed around the world. Yeah, in and so it was, and it was in a jail. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and the art was fantastic, and it was it was just a really stony. Magical visit to Alcatraz. Yeah, I mean that that place just has so much historic, yeah. like fucking magnitude. When you when you're there, you're just kind of like in this yeah the thing weird. You're you know you take the the audio tour or whatever. You're just yeah. like I, you know you know I watch Ghost. You watch Ghost Avengers. You ever hear that show? Uh-uh. It's kind of like this uh, paranormal. You know they go to like they hunt all these ghosts and yeah. it's, you know, whatever, a- any kind of like ancient buildings or whatever, but they went to Alcatraz yeah. and they went to the cell like number 230 or something. And it's just fucking, you know, they got the weird vibes and they'd come out with like a scratch on their neck. They'd be like, see dude, it's fucking, uh. <laughs> it's a, it's a cool show. It's, but when you're there, it's like that, right? You're in yeah. present to Alcatraz and you're just like, you're in this moment of just, you know, Fucking people were murdered in this cell. Yeah, like people, yeah, like in this fucking cell. Think about San Quentin, dude. Overpopulated. Like a oh, two man yeah. cell has four dudes in it. Dude, it's fucking ridiculous. And, and, and so imagine Alcatraz or or an or um San Quentin. The views from those places, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So you're in this place and you out you're looking out and people are off, you know, like you got kissing a nice their lover, yeah, a fucking kite. <laughs> you're like, this sucks. Well that yeah, well that was the thing with the um in Alcatraz, it would drive the the prisoners mad because they're in this really beautiful place where yeah. you can you can hear across the bay all the bar scenes like clinking drinks yeah. and talk and you know blah blah, blah ah. chatter ah. and you're in this cell that you cannot get out. Yeah. You can't even get a fucking drink in jail. You know you, you can't do anything. You're, just, you're in jail. Jail you're is jail is gnarly. Have you been in jail before? I have been to jail. Like for time or just like uh, a couple of days? Just a couple of days. Here and there. Okay. Yeah, August, yeah. August 27th, 1993, I got arrested for a felonious assault and inciting a riot in Columbus, Ohio. And they tried to put me in jail for 17 years. And they offered me a plea deal for two and a half years. Whoa. And because Klaus's sister, the guitar player, probably could jail his sister, filmed the whole incident on a beta cam, which disproved it all. Thank God. But oh, in like you in US in USA Thank today, God. it said I it said I had said kill the pigs. Untrue. In England, I had killed somebody, um, and it was it, and Axl Rose had just done his thing in St. Louis. So oh they, yeah, they wanted to nail someone to a cross. Yeah, and it just happened to be me. Wow, and um, it was scary. That is fucking scary, dude. Holy shit. You know? And so that's the last time I was ever in trouble. And I didn't do anything that evil, but by the letter of the law, class A felonies are crazy. Like if I took a brick and smashed your head right down, your brain fell out. That's a class A felony. Yeah. But if I took these glasses and tapped it on your head, it's the same thing. It's the same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I was like, what? You know? So what was the incident? What happened? What was the... Um, we, we were playing a baseball stadium, like, I don't know, with Duff Leopard 93. <laughs> same and, same and, tour. Yeah, and, this uh, tour is rad for you guys, dude. 
We're playing in a baseball stadium, probably like, you know, 35,000, 30,000 people. It's packed out. Yeah. And I look at Jill's on stage and I, and I felt, I've always had a little dance with Jill when I was a kid. Like, I was like, God's going to come get me. And not because I was evil no, or killing, no, not breaking things and peeing on things. Testing the water. I'm turning over apple yeah. But you do that enough times in a row and you actually have to go to jail. Right. So I'm on tour and I can kind of feel it. I'm pretty sensitive. And so I stopped drinking. Like, I was six months sober. I was fit. I was like, I'm not going to get in any trouble. I feel like something's trying to get me. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so it's a crazy story. And um, so we're playing ACDC Sin City. And the don't, gong, bonk, gong, bong. I'm like, come on. I'm not going to stand up because there's chairs. Because there's chairs. Because, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's a stadium, I, 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 right? I, I, yeah. I, I said, everyone stand up on your chairs. Everyone gets on the chairs. I'm like, get your hands up, you know. And I'm like, don't, don't. And by 93, I realized that I, the apple carts I wanted to turn over, I, I, was, I was a little more, I had more couth. I wasn't, just, I wasn't as destructive. And in fact, I was communal. Yeah. So what I would do during moments like that is I'd cruise up to the biggest um, security guard I could find, wireless mic, wireless 58, right? And i cruise up to the biggest security guard up front at this packed house, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And i go to the security guys. I did this a million times. And I go, hey, man, how's it going? During the, they're don't, and the security guard will look at me. I go, dude, can I get on your shoulders? And can we kind of ride you into the crowd and high five kids? Which does a couple of things. It brings everyone together. The, the, the securities, we're all team. It's a smart play. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really, it's, 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 and we're all one family and everyone, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a smart, and it's, it's theatrical. It's good. Yeah. No, you, that sounds so good. I, so, so I cruise up to the dude, big dude. I asked him and he goes, and he goes like this. He goes like, he puts his shoulders up, like get on. And as I get on, he goes, and kind of like throws me on the ground. Like, like, you know, like I had to have been on purpose. Like, did that really just happen? Right. And, like, my, and my band's looking at me and I'm just, I mean, I just got thrown a big dude through me on the ground. Yeah. And I look at him, I go, I go like this too. I get up and I go like this and he goes, he goes like that. And I go, I go, wow. And puzzled. I'm really puzzled. And so I cruise back up. I'm all, okay, well, let's fight. Let's keep this going. We got this. And so we do it again. I cruise up to the dude and he goes, he goes, I go, dude. And he goes, he goes, he like, he got it now. So he, mo- yeah, he's motioning. He's like, he's okay. So this is the second, same guy, second yeah. time. I get on his shoulders again. He lets me on. And if you've ever seen like like wrestling, yeah, he body slams me as hard as he can into the ground, like bam, like like just undeniably like what the fuck? And then, you know, miraculously, I'm not injured. It wasn't injurious, but I was I was absolutely. It's but hard. It's, you're it's, fucking it's, taken back for sure. You're like, it's hard to get me mad. I'm not a mad guy, but I'm pissed. No, but when somebody fucks with you like that, yeah, I mean, man. when somebody hits me the first time, I'd have been like. Yeah. Fuck you, man. We're not doing that again. Right. Done. So I get back up on stage, and there's the mic stand, center stage, big show. Everyone's like, it's, everyone's tripping. My, my bandmates are looking at me like, what are you going to do? And I'm mad. So I, I walk, pick up the mic stand, and I'm walking one way. So I threw the mic stand backwards. So it wasn't like I threw it at him, but I, I did hit him with a mic stand. Yeah. So, which is felonious assault. Right, and, and all it did was like hit his shoulder and fall. It didn't hurt him. No, no, no. Yeah, but right. And then I and then I, I stopped the show. And I talked some mad shit and swore a lot. Yeah, I said fuck this, you know, fuck that motherfucker. You know, I was mad. Yeah, yeah. I was mad. I was right. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, and so then some kind of some stuff went down, but not a full blown fucking riot. Mm-hmm. But by the letter of the law, it was a riot. It was a riot. So after the show, um, I'm like, fuck. Everyone's like, dude, just calm down. I'm like, I can't fucking believe I fucked that dude. Fuck that. Dude. And I, well. I'm all, I hate Columbus, Ohio. And just guess what? I hate Columbus, Ohio. It's okay. Columbus uh, sucks no, no, anyway. No, no. It does kind of. No, no. Fuck that it's place. It's a bad place. There's bad things happen there. And, yeah, um, absolutely. And, anyway, so uh, and after the show, I'm wearing Adidas Superstars. I'm wearing a boxer shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. I'm sober for six months. I'm totally fit. And I have long hair like everybody else. Anyway, I'm looking at my tour manager and I'm all, dude, 
not Billy Morgan. He would have left. But this, this, <laughs> yeah. other, this other guy should remain nameless. I'm like, dude, we need to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. I got bad vibe with this. I got really, really bad energy. And he's like, dude, it's cool. And everyone's trying to get chicks or drink beers or whatever. Yeah, but different, like, different. But yeah. And I'm like, no, dude, we need to get out of here. Like, now. Mm-hmm. Let's get out. And they're like, no, no, no. And all of a sudden, tat, tat, tat on the tour bus door. It's a 45-foot American Eagle tour bus. Things ride nice. And then my patrol manager goes, hey, there's two, uh, two, uh, two uh, detectives here they want to talk to. And I go... So I cruise, out, I cruise out, and then, then Jed, you could hear the cacophonous sounds of Def Leppard's on stage, and we're backstage, and yeah. you know whatever. And um, I'm all, "Hey, what's up?" And they're all, "Hi, you know, I'm this guy, and that guy." Cool. And they're all, "You the singer?" And I go, "Yes, I am." They're all, "Do you have any ID?" And I'm like, "Yes, I have a passport." And he's like, "He's well, why don't you go get your passport?" And I go, "Okay." And I walk, I look at my fucking tour manager, I'm all, "Dude." He goes, it's cool, dude. It's cool. Everything's going to be cool. No way. It's not going to be cool. Yeah. I show the thing and, they, and immediately they, they slam me on the fucking car. They cuff me. They're all, they're, they're all you fucking. And they, they were so psyched to arrest me. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, I didn't, you know, and I wasn't drunk. I wasn't. Right, right. You're not, yeah. And I wasn't in the, uh, I wasn't wrong. No, no, you were in the but, uh, but, uh, but, but by the loud, I don't even know that I'm in the trouble I'm in yet. I don't know about felonies. I think they're just some bullshit. So they take me to wherever they take me. And they're talking all kinds of shit. And I'm like, and I'm sober and clear and scared. Yeah. And I'm scared in my heart. I'm like, if I go to jail, I'm going to get fucking, someone's going to fuck with this bad. So we go there. We hang out for a couple hours. They kind of interrogate me. And then they're like, okay, we're taking you to real jail now, the county jail in, yeah. in Columbus. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I have this, that, I have those Dudita superstars. <laughs> I have the whole, I mean, I look hilarious. Yeah. And so we get to the thing. They sign me over. And it's a bunch of young cops. And if you ever go to the DMV, you know the picture that they, they, they take the picture of you, the DMV, yeah, that mm-hmm. camera? That's the same camera, the mugshot camera. Oh, okay. So the cops go like this. They sign me over, and I'm like, I'm in real jail, and I'm just trying to not be frightened, and I'm terrified. Yeah. And um, and the cops go, no way. And they're young cops. Like these, The, the, the detective guys were cocksuckers. They were dicks. Right, right. But, but the other guys are they're, younger. They're, 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 all they're, no, like, they're all I know this guy. They're all, no way. And I yeah. go, what's up? They're all, dude. And I go, right? I go, what's up? And they they take the uh, they undo the camera like they to get off its okay. axis, uh-huh. and they all come with us. And I'm like, oh man, something You're like something's happen. fucking. Going so they on. take me back back to these doors, and they close the door, and it's like me and three cops, and they plug it in there, taking pictures with me, like, with do, that, like with, doing selfies, kind yeah, of thing, yeah, yeah, right, with, right? with the DMV camera. <laughs> right, right. And, I, and I was like, oh good, it's it's not gonna be that bad. Yeah. So they had to put me in solitary confinement because some bad could happen if they put me in general pop. Yeah. And I stayed there for a couple of days, and no one would deal with me, and the press was this and that. And then um, I ended up uh, working with this. Uh, I, I, uh, this is the interesting thing about the DA of this whole shit show. His name was Steve Martin. The judge that gave me a half a million dollar bail for each one was three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and the other other charge, felonious assault, three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars, inciting a riot, one hundred fifty. Right? Jeez. It was half a million dollars. Guess what her name was? Janet Jackson. <laughs> Fuck. So I go to what this, kind of court you in? What's the, no, no, what is this, this, this is real shit. Yeah, yeah. So I go to jail. I really don't know what kind of trouble I'm in. And then the cops were really cool and they let me use the phone. And I was scared. And um, I, the tour was going on. Like three days in, I'm in a fault in solitary confinement in Columbus. And I'm, no one's bailing me out. And then um, and then the cop comes up to me, gives me like one of the cops, and gives me a piece of paper. And the guy's name is Bill Meeks. He goes, "You need this dude. You need this dude to be your lawyer. He's badass." So I call Bill Meeks. Bill Meeks sends his liaison down, and I'm hyper. I'm already hyper. See, I'm hyper. Yo, you're fucking, yeah, you're yeah, assy. I'm, you're, I'm, you're like, and, no, and fuck, a, what, you fuck And me. the guy sits down, and he goes like this. He goes, hi. And this is my guy. It's not some conspiracy guy that's trying to get me. Yeah. He goes, you're the, the, the class A felonies, but I still don't know what that means. And they're going, they're going through this count, this, this count, and this count. They're going to go for 17 years. 
and my face turned white and they and they go but we can plea bargain we'll get you we'll, we'll get you two and a half but you have to probably do a minimum two and a half and i looked at him and i go i didn't cry but i couldn't breathe i would have yeah i would have been no no i was just like, no fucking way he's like yeah you're wrong place wrong time the acts are real shit you're, you're paying for it all i mean they're, they're, they're going for you and so in in the paper, and the guy's lying. Like, the, like there's all these lies, and I'm like, yeah. wow. So the media, fake news, or whatever you want to call it, I uh-huh. I, I really was first person there. I, hey, knew, yeah. I knew what happened, and I didn't do all this shit. And um, so pushed him to shove. I start working with Bill Meeks, uh, my 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 entertainment lawyer, Kenny Hertz, who's rad, was friends with the American Express guy. So they bailed me out, which I had, later had to pay. You know, I, I lost like forty five thousand dollars, whatever it was, yeah. whatever the price. But like, I had to pay out of pocket. But I didn't have any money. Anyway, so I go back on tour, and we get there, and uh, I walk on the bus, and the bus is like a mausoleum. It's quiet. And everyone's like looking at me, and I go, well, you need a new singer, because I'm going to jail. <laughs> and, I, and, yeah. I, and I looked at my tour manager, and I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, we should have just gotten out. I'm, right, well, you fucking got to leave and, and, now. And, and, I'm, and I'm also like puzzled, because I always felt jail was going to try to get me. So I was like, I'm, is my, and, I'm, and I'm whining to God. I'm like, wait, like I'm, I'm, I'm not whining to you. Yeah. But like to myself, to the cosmos. I'm complaining. Yeah. I'm a big complainer. So there's, wait till I get to the punchline of why this is a really interesting story. So anyway, so Klaus goes, hey, you know, just, you know, Karen, his sister filmed the whole thing on Beta Cam, the exact thing, which disproves it all. So I'm flying back and forth to Bill Meeks on tour, back and forth to doing whatever I got to do. Yeah. And the, and the, and so I fly, he's, he's like, look. I showed him the, the tape. He goes, this tape's amazing. We could release it on the news tomorrow and you'd be free. This is amazing footage. It disproves everything. Right. And I'm like, well, cool. What does that mean? Am I free yet? He's like, he's like here, let me tell you a story. He's like, Bill makes the lawyer. He goes, uh-huh. I just got a Detroit piston off a gun charge. So what, how court works is as long as we don't get that judge, because politically he couldn't let another somebody go, Yeah, we're fine. So I get there. He goes out to dinner the night before of my whatever it is when I'm going to go to court and fi- fix this shit up. Uh-huh. He goes out to dinner with his judge that's retiring, and, and, he, and, and, and he, he agrees that he'll take my thing and they're basically going to let me go. Bill Meeks calls me in the hotel room and says, look, dude, did you get a gray suit? I'm like, I got a gray suit. He's like, can you shut up? I'm all be quiet. He's like, I'm not saying it, but I am kind of saying it. If you just show up and you're nice, I think this is all good. Right? Yeah. I go, thank God. I'm still I'm terrified. Right, right, yeah. So anyway, next day, I go to Bill Meek's office. You know, big rad, like, walnut table in his leather chair. Yeah. I got my, I look like a, like a mini meatloaf. <laughs> you fucking love and, it. And, and, uh, and I cruise in, and he has this look on his face. And I'm like, what? And he goes, well, the judge that we had, right? The judge we had. And I go, yeah. The good the one that I was going to let you. He had a heart attack this morning. And I go, no way. And I, I go, not really. He goes, so they're kind of juggling the, the judges for your case today. As long as you don't get the Detroit prison guy, we'll be fine. And I'm like, like I'm, I'm so. That, now you're sweating hard. Right, 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 no, I'm sweating hard. Yeah, so, yeah. so then, so then we go there, and there's like, there's like, it's full on like vans and do things outside waiting for me. And I'm like, no way, is this my life? <sighs> so they're cool. They take me backstage at the courthouse. They stick me up. My tour managers try to rub me and be, you know, it's going to be cool. I'm like, get off of me, dude. Yeah. You're no, 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 no. Get away. Get away yeah, from me. Yeah. I'm. And then. I had this, uh, and then ju- the, the elevator, he popped up, Bill Meeks popped up in the elevator, he goes, dude, we got the shitty judge. And I, he, goes, I'm, he goes, I'm so sorry. And I go, and he disappears in the elevator, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, just sitting there. And then I go like this. I go, I accept it. I'm supposed to go to jail. There you go. I, I go, I accept this. I'm going to go to jail, even though this is bogus. I'm going to go. And then I said this. To the, I'm talking out loud to God. Oh, whatever, yeah. whatever. And I go, and well, you, let's think about this. When I heard the other judge had the heart attack, did I say, is he okay? No. 
Was his family okay? No. I was, but, but what about me, right? Right, right. So to the universe, I said, I said, and you know what? I hope that judge is okay. You know, I'm sorry for, for missing that one. I'm sorry for being this selfish to whatever the universe is. Yeah, yeah. And I accept this. Let's go. Yeah. Let's fire it up and let's go. If I'm supposed to have this experience, I was sober too, so all of this was clear. Right, right, it was very... Like, like seven months sober. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, all of a sudden, the, the Bill Meeks reappears, and he goes, we got another judge, we've got a better judge. Oh, shit. And so we go down there, and they, they the, it's a chick judge, and she says, oh, well, Bill, just what happened here? And he goes, da, 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 da. And I've never, like, I'm five nine, five nine and a half. but by the time he explained who I was to this judge, like, framed me, I grew up to, like, I grew to, like, 6'3". I was yeah. Like, I was like, God, I'm... I'm rad. I'm <laughs> fucking mecca right, right now, motherfucker. <laughs> so they dismissed the whole, they dismissed it all. Then it becomes, you know, I'm sure it did cost, you know, 40,000 bucks for the. Still. But whatever. Uh-huh. I have my everything. I don't want to go to jail. And then, so it's all over. I'm free. It's not a felony, so I can still travel. That's the most important thing right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And then the lady that, that, that is the, the extension of Steve Martin, the DA, that really wanted to crucify me. She goes like this after it all. She goes, can, can you come here? And I go, I go, hi, I'm so happy. I'm like, I'm free. Fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, she goes, um, can you sign this for my son? <laughs> and I go, really? And I'm like, yes, of course I can. Yes. And, I, and she's, and I was like, this is just, so I guess the moral of the story is, you know, you know, the, if, if it being, if someone has a heart attack, make sure you say, are they okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or that and be the right person at the right time. Yeah. Anyway, that's the story, dude. Yeah. Steve. Wow, that's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot. That's a. That's intense. Yes. Absolutely. And that's the last time I've been in trouble. That's yeah. It. Like, like that was it. Yeah. Bill, Bill Meeks took me back to his office and he goes, "Listen, yeah. you're really lucky with this one, and I would really recommend you learn from it." But he looked at me like with that fatherly look that usually I would challenge. Yeah. But I heard him like it was like a crazy Buddhist bell that was all. Right. I, you were listening, and I was like, "Yes." You were like, "I got you." I, uh-huh. No, because I don't want. It's right here. Yeah. I don't want to go to jail. No, no, no. You don't. Nobody wants to go to jail. So there you go. Yeah, my parents were to jail for at least six months, two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. It's a boo hiss. Not a good time. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been chatting for about an hour. So cool. you guys want to leave anything out into the world? Um, yellow Cake. Yellow Cake. Devil's Call. Uh, Ugly Kid Joe. Uh, we'll be on tour soon enough. Orchestra of Doom is badass. And uh, Be Nice. I think that's the key. Be nice. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything booked yet, or you were doing anything? Well, Ugly Kid Joe has like a, you know remember the Love Boat? Yep. So it's like you know they have those heavy metal cruises now. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing one of those. Yeah, like, everybody's got a cruise now. Yeah. yeah we're doing, like all the bands like the Floggy Molly tour. We're know. doing some weird or that we're doing that in April in Europe, and it goes to Spain three three places three stops in Spain, and then we'll do a festival run in the summer. Cool. I'll we'll probably make another record, um, and then I'll be living in Europe. All right, cool. Where, what about in Europe? Where we're at? Just don't know. Backpacking? Yeah, that's right. Chill, chill. All right, cool, man. All right, man. All right, well, hey. I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much, man. Good good man. You guys are rad. You're rad. Fucking appreciate it. All right, cool. Rock, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Later, guys. Well, all right. And that's it for this week's podcast. I want to thank Will and Wit for coming down and hanging out. Those guys were rad, like I said. Uh, check out Whitfield's band. His new band, uh, Yellow Cake. And check out Ugly Kid Joe if you haven't. Um, follow them on Instagram, Ugly Kid Joe Official and Yellow Cake. Um, those guys are super cool. So I really appreciate those guys coming down and talking. Uh, also, thanks to my sponsor, the Palo Alto Brewing Company. Locate, the tap room is located at downtown at 233 University Avenue in Palo Alto, California. 
Also, look for the new Baltic Porter, which is actually brewed as a collaboration between the Palo Alto Brewing Company and Alpha Acid Brewing Company. And also, it's going to be available uh, at the, the Rosen Crown in downtown Palo Alto as well. So, look for that beer. Um, also, thanks to Ale Arsenal, which is the sister beer of Alpha Acid Brewing Company. And you can find the Baltic Porter there. So, look for that. And thanks to uh, the Willow Market and Mountain View and Jane's Beer or no Jane's Beer Store in Mountain View, the Willow Market at Menlo Park, all great places to get great beer and meet cool people. All right, well that's it. So I've been podcasting now for about two years, and I am on number sixty-seven, I think. Yeah, I think it's 60, no, so 60, <clears throat> this is my 65th podcast um, in two years. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't, that seems like a low number for doing it for two years, but hopefully I'm getting better or who knows, whatever. Maybe I'm stale, need to progress more. So yeah, so this, uh, I might have <clears throat> one or two more podcasts to the end of the year and we'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully next year I'll get, you know, a lot, a lot more fucking done with the podcast instead of just, uh, half-assing it sometimes, you know, that's what I do. I need to start writing down shit and stuff I don't write down, I just try to memorize. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. It's supposed to be more professional or I don't want to be more professional. Do I give a shit? It's a fucking pirate podcast, radio, fucking whatever it is. It's what it is. And that's what you get. So... That's what I'm going to give. All right. Well, until next time. Late. Late.